Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It is Thursday, January 28th, 2021. Hey, teach us. Leave them kids alone. No, it is not a Pink Floyd day, if you recognize those lyrics from a great Pink Floyd song. But we are talking about children today on January 28th, 2021. Because I saw a report that was put out yesterday, January 27th, 2021, from the UCLA Center for health policy research. And here's what it had to say. That 45% of California youth between the ages of 12 and 17 report having recently struggled with mental health issues. And nearly a third of them are experiencing serious psychological distress that could interfere with their academic and social functioning. Had a number of thoughts as I read that and saw that. First of which was, uh, you needed a study to tell you that. <laughs> you needed a study to tell you that a year of lockdowns and fear and raging COVID deaths were going to have anything but a bad impact on not just kids 12 to 17, but all of us. And then the second thought I had to say was 45%. How good, really, is our concept of mental health and how to care for it if we got almost half of children with mental health issues? Man, I've been speaking on topics like this for a long time, 20 years. Trust me. There's never been more counselors. There's never been more therapists. There's never been more mental health awareness. But these numbers keep going up. Which kind of begs the question, how well do we understand the real issues? Now, that's what popped in my brain as I read the first paragraph from the article in the study. And then the article went on to say this. With almost half of California's adolescents experiencing moderate to serious psychological distress, there is an urgent need to protect their psychological and emotional well-being by addressing the structural and social factors related to inequities in mental health, said the good Dr. Imelda Padillo-Frausto, the study's co-lead author and research scientist at UCLA. Using data from the center's 2019 California Health Interview Survey, the study authors looked at social determinants of health. Non-medical factors such as family income, insurance, race, and ethnicity, and citizenship status to determine which adolescents were most affected by mental health distress. So looking at children and trying to determine what were the factors that led to their mental health, what did they just say they looked at? Family income, insurance, race, ethnicity, citizenship status. Are they missing something? Hmm. 
Did they avoid looking at something? Hmm. Let's think about that in a minute. They went on. They also examined the impact of adolescents' physical health and behavior in areas such as eating habits, physical activity, social media use, and substance use, including drinking and smoking. They looked at a lot of factors there, didn't they? I might say the problem with mental health care is reflected in what they looked at and what they didn't look at. What wasn't mentioned that might contribute to the mental health of kids? What wasn't mentioned in that article, in that study? Hmm, how about stable families? Time off of technology, not just social media. Time in church. Time playing outside. Where was that mentioned? It wasn't mentioned. I wonder why. I wonder why. And then also, it's interesting, you read that article, and you can tell that pretty much what the authors are using that for is to get more money to do more of the things that have not shown they have made any difference in the mental health of our kids. Now, here's the deal. I don't care what kind of drugs they give you. I don't care what kind of therapy you go to. You don't have a stable home. You don't have a mom and a dad. Things are going to be harder for you, period. You spend all of your time on video games, all of your time looking at a screen. It's going to affect you. You have no spirituality. Your morality is taught in school. You're going to struggle. You don't exercise. You don't go outside. What's going to happen? Usually, you're going to be fat. You're a kid. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to play. You're allowed to sit in your room, stare at a screen, go to school, eat junk food. What's going to happen? You're going to weigh too much. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to feel very good about yourself. We avoid talking about reality in our society so much that it's become so obvious. It's like we're living in two worlds. Stock market's not important. Movie stars are not important. Video games are not important. You know what's important? Someone to love you. Someone to get your breakfast ready in the morning. And teach you how to be responsible and how to work hard. Someone that will just listen to you. Someone that will encourage your dreams. Someone will tell you when you're making mistakes. Someone will get you to church. Someone that will read the Bible in front of you. Someone that will remind you how important family and relationships are. That's what's important. That's where you're most likely to find happiness. Now, can you find happiness in other places? Sure. And somebody who is old and alone, and in technology all the time, and they say they're happy. I'm not going to tell them they're not happy. They might very well be happy. But there's a reason that 45% of California youth between the ages of 12 and 17 aren't happy. And there's a lot of factors, a lot of mitigating factors. But you know what I would think the biggest factor is? It's a society where parents don't take care of their kids, where moms aren't seen as important where families aren't important, where people move away, 
where kids don't feel safe. A child wants to feel safe. You're carting them off to school when they're two. And that's who basically raises them to their 18 and then they're on their own. Pretty good chance they never felt safe. Pretty good chance they looked around and they wonder who's got my back. And more than anything, you, you make someone feel like they don't have any control of their environment, like they're not safe. There might not be another factor that contributes more to poor mental health than that. You feel safe. You feel protected. You feel like you belong. Guess what? You're probably going to be okay. You're probably going to be resilient. You're probably going to make it through things. But you feel like you're on your own. Nobody's got my back. It's a bad place to be. It's a dangerous place to be. All of that, if these researchers had a clue about what real life is like, it would be in their factors, but it's not. Because in their world, you know, it's all X's and O's and science and data. And we show if kids are in preschool at this age, they do better on their first grade tests. <laughs> well, how about a mom and a dad that are taking care of those kids when they're two and three and four and five and reading to them and spending time with them and not in a hurry to get them off to school? Looking them in the eye and saying, I want to spend as much time with you as I can. What about that? See, that's too hard because that goes against our culture, doesn't it? Where everybody wants to be everything. I want to follow my dreams and I want you to follow your dreams and we're going to spend all our time on it and then we're going to have a big happy family and we're going to show our kids how important they are and we're going to have everything, but it doesn't work that way. Relationships, kids mean sacrifice. It means giving up a bit of yourself and your ego for the greater good, for their mental health, teaching them to do the same thing. And then you got your good days and you got your bad days. You got your days that you feel like you've lost something spending so much time on other people. You spend other days realizing that's the most important thing in your life. And see, it's an attitude that it's important whether you've got kids or not, whether you're married or not. You could be single. You could be like my wife and I have a huge family. When you see life as an opportunity to be in relationship and communion with others, to look for opportunities to turn away from your own pride and your own ego and to help another for no other reason than love and helping others is a higher ideal than any selfish desire that we may have, it makes the world a better place. But when you try to create a world where you tell people you can have everything you want, oh, and by the way, we're going to take care of each other, you end up not doing a very good job of taking care of each other, and you end up creating a world with a bunch of selfish people who are unhappy. Because once you feed the desire of selfishness, you can't have everything. You can't control everything. You can't control the sun and the moon and the stars. You can't control your own health in a lot of ways. You can't control what other people do. You're setting people up to never be happy. But when you tell people, hey, sometimes you're not going to get what you want. Sometimes you got to look out for the needs of others, even when it runs contradictory to what you think your needs are. When you emphasize the importance of community and family and relationships, 
you make the world a better place. Now, I'm sure there's exceptions to what I'm about to tell you, but I do a lot of retreats for the military. I did a big one once, a bunch of married couples. The director of psychological health for this huge military organization, I asked her, kind of rhetorically, I said, how many people in the last year have you counseled that have just absolutely happy marriages? And she smiled and she said, none. You see, life's tough. Whether you got a good marriage or a bad marriage or a happy family or not a happy family. But if you got good, close relationships, you're probably going to be okay. If you don't, who knows? Maybe you'll be okay. Maybe you won't. I started this mentioning that Pink Floyd song. Teach us. Leave them kids alone. And I'm going to end it by saying to you, people, take care of your own kids. Don't count on anybody else doing it. Don't count on anyone else doing it. If you think the teachers are going to do it, you're crazy. Teachers are for reading, writing, and arithmetic. And anything else outside of that, they shouldn't be doing. No, that's my opinion. You should be doing. Your community should be doing. Your friends, your family, helping each other. You want to get rid of mental illness? You want to respond to mental health? Love each other. Create safe home environments. Get your priorities straight. Focus on the things that matter. Don't focus on the things that lead to selfishness and ego and mental illness. That's my lesson for the day. That's what I think when I see those statistics. When I see 45% of kids with mental health issues, you know what I see? Selfish parents, empty homes, kids in front of screens, empty sidewalks where kids should be riding bikes and playing. Educators that think they can substitute for families. Elite people that think they know better how to raise kids than you and me. That's what I see. Don't fall for it. Take control. Love. Have the expectation that your relationships with your friends, with your family, with your kids, with your loved one, are going to be the most important thing in your life and you're going to live that way no matter what you have to sacrifice financially or what you got to sacrifice in your own ego. In a world that tells you you should be able to have anything you want, sometimes you got to deny yourself to get the life that you need and that is best. So until next time, my friends, I will be with you tomorrow, Friday. We will launch into the weekend. Looking forward to a Saturday with no basketball games or sports. Me and my love are going to go eat together. Doesn't happen often enough. But I will hold her hand and stare into her eyes and enjoy that meal with no kids yelling in our ears, even though I love it when kids yell in our ears. And I will be thankful for the life that we have, focused on the right things. Till next time, aim high, spread your wings, 
Keep your eyes on the things that matter, not the things that lead to mental illness. I'm your host, Silouan. Until tomorrow, as always, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.